and uh, welcome to <clears throat> this evening meeting uh, of ours following our meeting with the AG this morning, a meeting with, and then of course the sitting of the house and now here we are. So thank you very much colleagues for your presence um, this um, evening. <clears throat> Let me take this opportunity and welcome the minister and the presidency and the deputy minister um, and the officials uh, of the presidents who are here. Babum Tibi, the head of the unit of the SIU and your team. <clears throat> Good evening and welcome. And of course, uh, our ever-present stakeholders, the AG, National Treasury, um, who are always here, and the fourth estate, the media. <clears throat> Colleagues, we're going to have a very brief meeting, um, and I'm going to give a background. The ministers only just returned from Africa, um, and uh, we had a discussion around uh, the issues of the committee which we wanted to raise. As you will recall, yesterday there was the correspondence that had been received by the acting minister. <clears throat> so uh, the minister will be addressing us um, shortly on the issue that we have raised, but I think... Recording the, in progress. For the context of why we are here. <clears throat> Minister, Deputy Minister, we have been receiving the reports of the SIU into the COVID uh, corruption following the presidential proclamation. The updates that we have received, we are now on update number six um, <clears throat> on those uh, matters. The outlook of the committee uh, and we met with the SIU also yesterday, uh, Minister. <clears throat> uh, the outlook of the committee is that ultimately, when the reports are done, not to the fact that these are progress reports, but they are progress reports that have got uh, findings and determinations and recommendations and so on, because it is investigating in progress as well, in real time rather. Yesterday, members also raised a particular concern around the fact that there seemingly is inaction in the implementation of recommendations about what the SIU would have found and would have determined. Some matters are as old as 14 months and so on, and there is no movement. Consequence management has not moved around the issues of um, the prosecutions with the NPA, there's no movement. Of course, that may be an NPA purview, but it, the fundamental conclusion is that this is an investigation, ongoing as it is, that flows from a proclamation from the president, and the reports are handed over to the president. And therefore, we need to then gauge uh, what happens at that point. Uh, that is the fundamental issue in this conveyor belt of movement of issues. Then, of course, as indicated to you, Minister, in the correspondence, there's the issue of the Director General of the Department of Public Works, uh, whose disciplinary processes are handled, are rather being handled at um, the presidency level. So it became important um, for us <clears throat> to ensure that the investigations of the SIU and the reports thereof do not become fruitless and wasteful expenditure 
in that it's reports which are done and then they gather dust. For today, we will probably just be focusing ourselves to the PPE investigations, but generally those are not the only investigations that are done by the SIU at the behest of a presidential proclamation. <clears throat> so I think uh, colleagues, I'm, I'm trying to summarize and capturing the salient points um, very succinctly in terms of why we are here and our expectation that the presidency must take us now into confidence about uh, what happens to the reports implementation of recommendations is of particular and fundamental importance um, in this regard. So we, we that is where we are. Um, so colleagues, what I will do then, um, can I ask then the minister to come in um, <clears throat> and then we will then engage uh, on the issues um, after that, uh, notwithstanding the fact that um, we, 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 we had had some sort of uh, glitches in terms of whether we're proceeding or not. And Minister, thank you very much um, for being uh, available um, this evening. So, Minister, good evening and welcome. And I'd now like to hand over um, to you. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Can you hear me? Loud and clear, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Thank you to the members of the Portfolio Committee. Good evening. Uh, Mr. Motiva, his team, I see Hanyahu, AG, and all other relevant stakeholders who are attending the SCOPA meeting with such a, that is dealing with such complex tasks. Uh, I have just arrived, uh, Honorable Chair, this morning after a very taxing trip. We arrived this morning at about 7 a.m. with a rushed cabinet and so on, parliament and what. So, I had thought this matter was dealt with until the chair engaged me to clarify. And, uh, and then I agreed that when the chair said, even if you've got nothing to report fully, uh, I order you to come to the portfolio committee. Because I have been a member of parliament, there's nothing that worries me like feeling undermined by the executive. And when the chair didn't give me an option, then I thought I should come. Uh, the point I'm here to make, honorable members, is that these reports that you are speaking about are usually dealt with by the president's office. Whatever we have to deal with as presidency, it's when it has been referred by the president to us. A number of times the president would have referred to, would have preferred to report, to refer something to an affected department. Now it becomes important therefore, which I would want to accept, especially after discussion with the chair that maybe even us as presidents, we were supposed to have taken proactive step uh, with the team of the president to actually have a sense because we have a duty to communicate, we've got a duty to inform society. Maybe waiting and not finding out, uh, we could plead guilty on that. Uh, based on that, our as we as we sit now, 
we understood what the president is dealing with as preliminary progress reports, whether they are whether different sections and phases are implementable in the bigger scheme of things. Uh, I say this because at some stage I engaged with the SIU, uh, who gave me an idea that the final report will be around, uh, they will correct me if I'm wrong, around December, which is December now. And at that point, one had hoped then would actually be privy with that. So the undertaking I made to the chair, which I want to make to the portfolio committee, if the portfolio committee is so indulged, is that I be allowed today to engage the office of the president and be advised on how this matter is going to be dealt with. Because once it's out of the office of the president, it is under my it is under my watch. So take it from there and come back to chair with regard to how this matter is intended to be dealt with. That's how far the SIU report is concerned. On Mr. Vugela, Mr. Vugela, I found the process, uh, his issue in process. And uh, as a successor in title, I, uh, I, I look at uh, the basis for suspension and I agreed with the former late Honorable Tembu, may his soul rest in peace. I agreed with his principles and felt that indeed suspension was correct. And then it meant during suspension, Mr. Vugela then the DC had to go on. It is a disagreement on the elements of these processes that now uh, Vugela has taken his matter to court. We also are questioning whether the Bergen Council uh, has a jurisdiction on the matter. So it's a lot of those disputes. Uh, in other words, uh, if we were, to, were to talk in terms of court, we would say the matter is uh, is what is a uh, is subjudicate, but there's no such a thing in a matter like this. All I want to say is that that matter is in process. It's a matter that we we are dealing with. Having said that, and uh, I repeat that, uh, that's the situation with regard to SIU and Mr. Fugela. And I am uh, pleading with the committee, if the committee so indulge, to allow me to engage the office of the president on this matter and see how we will take it forward. Thank you for the opportunity, Sir. Uh, okay, um, thank you very much, uh, Minister, for that very candid um, response about uh, where things um, are. <clears throat> Colleagues, um, so that's the position we are in uh, at this point in time. Uh, and the, the reason why one may have insisted that we proceed with the meeting is to attach the seriousness of the matter to the matter. Um, so that it is clarified that we've got a expectation that there is movement um, on these uh, matters. Colleagues, may I hand over to you, um, having heard what the minister's uh, request uh, under the circumstances in which we all collectively find ourselves in at this point. Colleagues, over to you. Or Mamutolashe? Mamutolashe? Uh, 
as appreciate the effort to make sure that he becomes part of this meeting. You might correct me, Chair, when I said it's the first time we're able to sit with the minister in the presidency and have this kind of interaction. We've been longing to have it, but I appreciate the fact that at least this minister find time to come and meet with us. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Secondly, Chair, you always you also uh, made mention of the of the fact that he is very candid in explaining things and his understanding and commitment on how he's going to make sure that he brings all the expected reports to us, which I also appreciate. And therefore, Chair, find no reason for us not to trust the minister and make sure that our next meeting will be receiving all that uh, uh, report, both in writing and him presenting, so that we can, we can interact and be able to find the, the, the answers. Chair, that will be my take insofar as this matter is concerned. Thank you very much, Chair. Okay, thank you very much, Ma'am Dolashe. Right, I see the hands. What I'll do is I'm going to go in a row. So, Honorable Hatebe, Honorable Mente, Honorable Somio, and then Honorable Dex. I'm going to take them as they appear in my screen. Honorable Hatebe with an H. Thanks, Chair. Um, let me follow suit from uh, and welcome uh, and appreciate the fact that uh, the minister was able to come and see us um, given um, his busy schedule coming from Africa. Indeed, um, um, Honorable Minister, we were a bit concerned with the slow pace in terms of implementation of cases that have been finalized. If, if I were to just give you a um, short summary of cases that we're dealing with uh, and the progress that has been uh, given to us in a form of an update as of uh, uh, July 2021, we were informed that uh, contracts that were under investigation are more than 2,600. And out of that, cases that have been finalized are contracts that are 1,068. So from our side, we have expected that those cases that have been finalized, outcome findings and sanction imposed and as the matter belongs to the presidency and responsible for the proclamation, you would be keen to understand exactly how far are the issues in relation to implementation. Now, there are certain cases where the sanction is that companies must be blacklisted. In those cases, some of them have been finalized last year. Uh, in fact, uh, November 2020, we are now in December 2021, 13 months later, uh, the entity responsible for blacklisting those companies is still considering those cases. To us, we view that uh, as a deliberate, for a lack of a better word, attempt to stall the process or unwillingness to act swiftly to indicate to the society that indeed this administration does not tolerate maladministration, corruption, and theft. We don't want an, a taxi rank approach 
you know, in a taxi rank, a taxi, despite having passengers, it will only leave when the taxi is full. So we don't want a situation where the presidency will wait for the final report to act. Yet there are findings and cases that have been concluded. If we can expedite that process, it will give comfort to us. We are fully cognizant of the fact that you only started on the 6th of August. Uh, but we all know that uh, the rule of succession. <laughs> so if possible, uh, in closing, you will be in a position to tell us uh, at least the time frame, whether early next year, where you will be able to give a detailed report, not on the uh, finalized outcome, but those cases that were already concluded uh, as early as 2020, August and November, how are you going to ensure uh, that you expedite and put pressure as a minister responsible for planning, monitoring and evaluation? Thank you, Chair. Let me start for now. Okay, uh, Mr. Submarine. Uh, Honorable Mente. Uh, uh, no, Sushalo, um, honorable Adebe, uh, who said Chilo isn't as means even this as a chocodo, is just being very civil about them. One, the matters that um, we are dealing with and the dissatisfaction we have, it has to be registered and it has to come out uh, uh, outrightly that. There is some latest fair attitude at the presidency when it comes to issues of governments and the reports that the office of the president must finalize. And then the minister must then uh, take cognizance of the fact that his office is going to be held accountable if we are not getting joy where president is concerned now. Who becomes the person who follows up on every proclamation when it's finalized and reported back to the president? Because we cannot sit and be thankful for availing yourself after three years and availing yourself after going there. And there, there should be other people who are coming there, deputy ministers and everyone else that must come and account. So uh, your availability for the committee has to be uh, something that you do much regularly. Uh, now I'm not thankful that you came because you are supposed to be coming here and uh, it's the first time we're seeing you in this parliament. And in fact, not that you, the office of the president in presidency, we haven't been getting joy with the office and they are not reporting on the progress of cases as Honorable Adebe has mentioned them and indicated that some of them were finalized last year already, we're finishing another year. So two years, uh, consequence management is not being actioned. Some DGs that have to be dealt with and have been reported to the office are, is not being actioned. Their five-year term is going to end and it's gonna be the case of their term ended anyway, there's nothing much that we can do. And that does not show confidence and doesn't give confidence to the public. And therefore, we need to understand that who should we as a committee of SCOPA call when we want these things to be done? We can't wait for a year for those things to be done. Number two, and you, you requested now that you be given time to go and look into the things. 
and see how best you can come back to report. When will that be? It cannot be again in March or June next year. Thank you very much, Chair. Okay, um, Honourable Member, thank you very much. Honourable Hatebe Bamba. Right? Good afternoon, Chair and uh, the, the Minister. Um, I, I think in line with what the colleagues are saying, let's accede to the plea uh, by the Minister. Um, it, it will serve uh, more purpose uh, for him to be more prepared uh, when it comes to the committee, it will serve us better uh, if uh, we allow him uh, to do so. What could be done is that, is that the, uh, the secretariat uh, could collate those matters um, which are of uh, uh, his attention or the department's attention and, and, and therefore communicate uh, with the uh, minister accordingly inclusive of those matters which other colleagues have uh, uh, highlighted. Um, um, I'm, 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 I'm talking on the basis um, of the fact that continuing uh, this way uh, would uh, serve more purpose uh, than to uh, create a highlight mode um, than to stipulate in detail all those matters that are in need of a, a response and allow him that time. And the question which is pertinent is what uh, Honorable Mandy has referred to. Um, probably uh, from our side, just to indicate when would we need uh, that kind of engagement and the report. Thank you, Chair. Okay, thank you very much, Sonia. Um, Babu Dex, um, over to you. And um, we'll also give an opportunity, of course, to the SIU to make a comment on the matter. Um, Babu Dex, over to you. Uh, thank you, uh, Chairperson. And uh, thank you to the Minister for coming out uh, to this meeting this evening. Uh, we really appreciate it, Minister. Uh, well, uh, it's understood the submission that the Minister made. I agree with him. And I think we need to support it. The minister needs to go back and then the minister can come and give us a proper feedback. Uh, that I think that's in order. We should agree to that. But I just want to make one more request. In, in addition to the um, feedback we want on the DG uh, in, of Public Works, we would also like, I would also like the minister, when he comes back, to take this committee and to take South Africans in confidence on another matter, which is very close at, uh, close to the presidency, the issue of the, the spokesperson in the, in the, in the presidency, uh, Ms. Tico, uh, we know that uh, she was put on suspension previously or on special leave, and she has now come back, and then uh, we get conflicting uh, media reports that uh, she's been implicated again in another PPE matter with the, uh, that the SIU has reported. Uh, and we believe to report it to the presidency. We do not know how true it is. So uh, the reason I want this one to be included is because it gives the impression to South Africans that uh, corruption is actually taking, PPP corruption is actually taking place directly in the office of the presidency. So
So we need to clarify that uh, the best if we take the committee in confidence and take uh, South Africans in confidence regarding the matter of the spokesperson of the president, uh, Ms. Tico. What is the current situation? Is she back at work? What is this new allegation that the SIU reported that she's been receiving further uh, monies from PPE uh, contracts that was given out? So if you can just take this out, the, the, the South Africans in confidence in order to clarify this matter, because it's like really it's happening in the presidency, and that's why we need to clarify that. To Thank you very much, Chip. Okay, um, thank you very much, Babu uh, Dex. Um, <clears throat> all right, what I'm going to do, uh, Minister, let me hand over to the SIU for context and perspective that they may have, and then I'll come to you, and then I think we will be done, and then we'll just make a determination uh, on the way forward but I don't think we are in conflict with the uh, request you have made. Uh, Babum Tip, can I hand over to you? Uh, seeing you uh, two days back to back. CPs, All right, head of unit, let me hand over to you. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Let me also greet the Honorable Minister, Kungubele and the Deputy uh, Minister. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity to be present in this meeting uh, and also to comment and uh, giving some context, which of course the Minister has rightfully already just uh, mentioned. Uh, the, the legislation that uh, regulates our business and regulates the investigations uh, of course, uh, provides that uh, our formal investigations are kicked off based on a proclamation. And there is a particular section in our legislation, is section 4F, just for information, which says from time to time, as directed by the president, the SIU uh, will provide progress on the investigations and matters that are pending in the special tribunal. So with particular reference to the PPE investigations, we've been doing that. And uh, uh, in particular there, when the proclamation was announced, the president specifically directed that uh, we'll present and submit six weekly report, which we did uh, since the inception of the investigations. Uh, as the Honorable Chair indicated, uh, we have since submitted six progress reports since the inception of the investigations, and we are now left with the final report. And the Minister did indicate rightfully that uh, uh, we will be submitting the report now in December, but specifically on the 10th of December, 2021 which is this Friday coming. And we are on track. We've been working on the draft report. Uh, we, we will be submitting the, the report uh, by close of business on Friday. And then, and then, of course, the legislation goes further. In section 4G, it says, uh, upon conclusion of the investigation, we'll submit the final report to the president. 
And I suppose this is what the Honorable uh, Committee uh, is seeking to really uh, find out in terms of uh, what becomes of the uh, reports once submitted and the, uh, and, and the minister, of course, indicated uh, uh, the opportunity so that uh, we return and indicate to the Honourable Committee. But uh, I need to just, uh, just give the committee the assurance, uh, the Honourable Committee the assurance um, uh, that uh, the progress reports that we have been submitting, in those reports, there are reports of matters that have been referred uh, for civil litigation, and they have been actioned, recoveries have been made, preservation orders have been obtained, recoveries have been ordered by the special tribunal. The next ones are the ones that are referred for disciplinary action, that is where officials are involved in all of this maladministration and corruption. Those matters are referred as and when evidence is picked up by uh, the investigators, and there we refer it immediately that evidence is picked up. We refer it to the state institutions, their accounting authorities and accounting officers so that they can act uh, as of immediate. And then there's a, another outcome where the legislation says, when we pick up the evidence of criminal, pointing to criminal action, we are by law required to refer to NPA and we collaborate, of course, with NPA in terms of making sure that those, those matters are progressed speedily and prosecuted. Um, so I really mentioned all this, uh, just the key outcomes. Others are really referrals to other regulatory authorities, including administrative referrals that Honorable Hadebe mentioned about uh, the blacklisting and so on. Um, so, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members, I really wanted to assure the committee that uh, those actions do not wait for the, for the final report uh, to, reach, to reach the president. And uh, we, we, we do so, uh, of course, based on the need to take immediate action against those who are responsible so that consequence management can be implemented uh, with immediate effect on referrals, uh, and once we submit the final report, we do outline all of those actions that have been taken. Um, and of course, at the, at the time of the final report, there might be some of the actions that are still pending. And then it becomes important that the state institutions where we have investigated are aware of, uh, of the matters that are probably still, still pending uh, so that then uh, there could be impetus in implementing the SIU referrals so that uh, ultimately the investigation really proves that we have delivered value for money uh, in the interest of the public. I really wanted to just make this few comments. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity, uh, honorable chair and honorable members, uh, and thank you, honorable minister and the deputy and colleagues, uh, I greet you, thank you. Okay, thank you very much, uh, HOU, um, Advocate Mtibi. All right, let me hand over to the uh, minister, having heard uh, the outlook and um, 
the thinking of the committee um, on, 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 on the matter, and then we will make a determination uh, after that. Uh, Minister, over to you. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Uh, I think I've had the committee. The call is, we are expected to come back here to give report with regard to where things are and we're expected to update the committee with regard to what government is doing. And I think we accept that responsibility. As I've said, the, the, in this office, the lot of things you do, sometimes you omit others not deliberately. And because that thing is in the presence, as the more you speak, the more I realize that one was supposed to have been engaging that uh, office because I've got a good relationship with the legal unit of the president. And I think we will be able to find a way of what do we do early next year with regard to updating you with regard to where things are. Because if corruption is being committed in the investigation, there's a comfort in knowing what is happening about that. And I think I appreciate all that and uh, the frustration the government has been going through. Having said all that, uh, I want to stop at this point thanking the SIU Wabum Tribe with the tough job they do and the diligence through which they carry that job. But having said all that, I wish I want to wish all the members a happy Christmas, uh, including the honorable man. Thank you, Chair. <laughs> All right, Minister, let's 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 do this uh, because uh, quite clearly this being the first time uh, the matter is receiving the kind of attention that it is. Uh, we, for lack of a better phrase, it is for all intents and purposes, the learning curve, uh, in terms of paying a particular attention uh, to issues uh, of this nature. Uh, because we want to see the work of the SIU come full circle with consequence management being at the center of that, and also ensuring that there's recoveries to the state for the losses that will be incurred because of corruption. And ensuring that the presidency leads by example on the critical question of consequence management. We want successful prosecutions which arrive at logical legal conclusions as a practical and fundamental means of pushing back on the frontiers of corruption. Because if things are open-ended, uh, then we run the fundamental risk of being a talk shop, which we do not want to do. And we place a very heavy reliance on the work of the SIU and on the AG in particular uh, in this committee as the key enablers of the work that we do and the work that they do. So, um, <clears throat> so having heard the thinking of the committee uh, minister, and I think there's a meeting of minds um, on this matter, and 
we will continue to engage, of course, uh, on it as we develop an SOP in terms of reporting and in terms of implementation to uphold the expectations uh, that currently characterize the outlook of the committee on behalf of parliament. So there will be that engagement. So I think what we can therefore do, Minister, is that uh, because today is the last day of committee's meeting, so what we will do is colleagues, the first meeting in which committees will be uh, scheduled to meet by parliament, which will be in February, uh, then, yeah, because the first week or two will be on oversights and so, so Minister, you will be our first guest uh, when Parliament resumes. You are our last one now, so that you have got uh, December and January uh, to now go and pull out these reports with the legal of the President and engage the President in the, in, on these matters so that there's reporting. Because what we need to do is that where there's difficulty in implementation, the committee has resolved that we need to call those people in. Uh, we, we are intending on setting aside time, which may be about a week really, engaging with each entity and each department which is, is expected to take action. But we do not want to run that process devoid of the ownership of the, uh, where the park stops, insofar as where these reports reside, and that's the president's. So there is a need for heightened uh, cooperation between us on this key aspect um, of work. So I think, uh, let us, uh, therefore, Minister, during this recess, to actually uh, prepare and consolidate on the reporting and pull out the issue so that where there are snags, we can then be able to deal with those. We will be on the other side, of course, between what we are expected to do of calling in those people. But ultimately, Minister, what we are saying is that you need to take ownership of the reports in a practical way. Uh, they cannot be uh, paper reports for noting. They are reports which have got key critical findings, uh, which must be acted upon, and beyond that, be an enabler to change the trajectory of the thinking in terms of how things should be done, because some of the recommendations, uh, as far as we see it, are about righting the wrongs in terms of due process and how things are done. We also have a line of thinking about it, but what we want is that the report must not reach the president slash presidency and no action is taken. So that is where we are. And that must, uh, that is a non-negotiable uh, minister. So I think there's a meeting of minds. We will communicate between the offices and the first meeting in 2022 will be the presidency and ourselves um, on this matter. Um, so that uh, we can be able to um, take it forward. So I hope colleagues, uh, you are comfortable with that. And uh, Minister, I uh, uh, thank you very much. I know that uh, we, we have been uh, speaking uh, via uh, just correspondence and you are away and so on, and it made 
coordinating things are just a tad bit more difficult than one would have anticipated. But I think that it's good that we have found a point of convergence and we're in agreement. So, Honorable Adebe, I saw your hand so that I can then just make one or two announcements. Yeah, no, no, thanks. I wanted to say the matter that needs to be emphasized more are matters referred to NPA for prosecution. That aspect we are not happy about. NPA seem not to be coming to the party. I wanted to emphasize on that point. Matters are referred to NPA for prosecution. Thank you, Chair. In fact, Minister, let's just put it and draw your attention to this so that you could draw it to the attention of the president as well. We are not happy in generally most respects about the slow pace or lack thereof of the law enforcement agency's work in bringing matters to prosecution. Notwithstanding our displeasure, of course, with the courts as well, uh, whom they themselves are not helping, because we don't want cosmetic prosecutions, wherein you prosecute company X and person X 10 years from now. uh, No. So something has got to give. And we are not saying the presidency must uh, interfere because there's the separation of the three arms of the state. But it is... As long as we understand, as long as we understand that part, it's clear the president or appointers as his directors, as NDPPs, are not helping. Okay. So that is the issue. So we we, we are certainly not calling for an interference uh, and the conflation of the three arms of the state, but I think working together and uh, the president making these appointments, we, we are intending, in fact, on having a discussion with the Office of the Chief Justice. We're just waiting for that process to be finalized so that the new Chief Justices can have an appreciation of the damage of the slow pace of prosecutions is doing to the public. Uh, The taxpayers are are really, really struggling, and we all have a duty in our respective places of deployment to to, to do better. Minister, Deputy Minister, uh, Babum TV, uh, the presidency and the SIU in your entirety, colleagues from the AG, National Treasury, who are always here, uh, on behalf of the Standing Committee on Public Accounts, this is our last meeting for the year, uh, unless something extraordinary out of the extraordinary happens, we will meet. We want to thank you very much and to wish you and your families a blessed and safe and happy um, festive uh, season and a happy new year. And wish to thank you in particular, uh, AG and uh, SIU for being trusted partners in the work that we have been doing particularly this year. To our colleagues in the media, it has certainly been a long long year for all of us. You have covered elections, you have covered COVID, you've covered parliament, and we hope that uh, you will find time to rest uh, as well with your um, families. And then most importantly, I would like to thank my colleagues. Uh, Colleagues, thank you very much for uh, the hard work that we have put in, the long hours we have put in, Uh, And I think the progress we are making uh, slowly but surely 
a cleaning house and ensuring that the conveyor belt of public accountability on public accounts uh, is actually uh, done. Uh, and I think we are making a very good progress. And of course, the jury is out here, uh, but in our own assessment, uh, we are trying our level best to do the best that we can. So colleagues, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And of course, to our support team, our secretariat and team in your entirety, but Ben, Stombi, Sustando, Skuku, Faith, Lungisa, Nadima, guys, everyone, I hope I didn't leave anyone out. Uh, yeah, I think I covered everyone. If I did, I'm going to tell you ever presence and your diligent uh, work. We really, really appreciate it. We don't take it for granted. Um, so I think, colleagues, let's leave it at that. Uh, and we will schedule the presidency uh, for the first meeting um, of the uh, of the year in 2022 to then uh, take this matter forward in a structured and formal way. Uh, I see the the, the minister uh, here. Yeah, all right, DM. And we wish you well. Colleagues, have a wonderful festive season. There will be correspondence about Istrad plan and our oversight visit to ESCOM and to PRASA in January. Uh, so the two weeks of uh, a constituency, I mean, committee work when parliament resumes before meetings uh, will be dedicated to the Strad plan, uh, ESCOM and uh, PRASA and any other urgent matter that may require our attention. Uh, I think just on a personal note, I know Ndingula's born up your committee, and I really appreciate uh, the mutual respect uh, that we have for one another. Have a wonderful holiday, and we shall meet in January. On that happy note, the meeting stands adjourned. Thank you. Yeah. I'll pretend I didn't hear my name. Long live, long live the chair. Ah, long live the chair. <laughs> long live the commit. Teamwork. 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 Teamwork.